definitely, if you got 30 minutes to kill, you got time for Half Hour Wasted. Episode 193. The moon with the Rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. A 2.99 comic. What a bargain! Thanks, Dan. Ladies, how are you? Two ninety nine for a comic. We'll get to that in a minute. Hey, Frank, Frank, what's going on, right? Hey, I doing this, Frank. I did my DJ voice. That wasn't funny Frank's at all. Choking on something. <laughs> I was choking on my DJ voice. Best episode ever. He was choking on the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I think I, the I, Dallas I, Cowboys can choke without anybody's uh, assistance. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching. Uh, I kind of walked out. Stop laughing, Johnny. I lost. I lost interest in the game and. Um, yeah, I, I actually lot. watched the entire thing, but and it, it was just one big draining suck of soul. It sounds just a little overdriven. Does it? I don't know if it's the. Uh, I don't know if it's the volume here. here keep talking, know. Bill. I'm going to keep we? talking. I'm going to give okay. you a voice okay. check. Okay. No, I think it's the volume. Never okay. Mind. I no, right, right now. Because okay. I do voice We're checks. Good. We're good. You know, I do check level one. checks and stuff for check a living. One. Mm-hmm. Check one. Check one. Check one. Test, this is, this is test one. Check, check one. This is great. This is great content. Welcome to Half Hour Wasted, episode... Our gift to the listener. 193. Wow. I'm looking for the applause. Wow. Because the applause would be appropriate. Here we go. That's amazing. You know, in Fantastic Four issue 193, Richards uh, had uh, no use of his stretching powers, by the way. Really? Yes, That's it's awesome. volume, volume one. Um, this episode... You can get him back to issue 197. ...is sponsored by... Oceanverse. Oceanverse. That's awesome. Right. Michael Schwartz. The Schwartz. An Eggers comic. Be with you, 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 you. And he's got something special going on, right? He's got something. In fact, let's play that beautiful promo he sent us. Da, 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 I, da, I think that'll explain da, da, da. it all. I will. Is that how it goes? Pull our mics down first. <laughs> oh, was so it? oh, Dick Van Dyke. That's yeah. Like, so we it's can the get ultimate theme song. The by the way. That's what I wanted to use for my theme song. Um, I, I, want, I want to go back and do the, the quiz thing again and get the get better answers this time. Okay. I froze. I put Red Barchetta. Great song, by the way. Listen to it on the way up to Oklahoma. But okay. Let's hear, let's hear right. what Mike has okay. to say. And go. Coming to Discount Comic Book Service this October, it's Oceanverse number four. Continuing the exciting adventures of pulp hero Clayton Hemmings and the crew of the Red Herring, Oceanverse number four contains two stories guaranteed to thrill. Fish translators, time capsules, mad scientists, underwater parades, the fish lord, giant crab monsters. What does it all mean? Grab a copy and find out. Written and illustrated by Michael Schwartz, a.k.a. Green Skeleton 2, Oceanverse also contains a fantastic pinup by the incomparable Mike Norton. 24 pages of crisp black and white art. Oceanverse number four's regular price is $3.50, but on DCBS this month, you can get it for $2.27. That's 35% off. Mr. Cooper, watch out for those incentives. That's right. 
With every order of Oceanverse number four, you will also receive a papercraft red herring model, a funny book fish mini print, and two coloring pages, prints included. If you or your kids color the page, email it to mike at oceanverse.com and it will be displayed on oceanverse.com. And in case you've never read Oceanverse before, issues one through three are also available on DCBS this month. Number two and three are $2.27 each, and number one is only $1.95. Place your order this October on DCBService.com. Oceanverse, a universe of adventure under the sea. Now, we would have played this last week, but we normally record two shows at once. Mm-hmm. So, we actually got this last week, but we weren't able to play oh. this promo until this week. Okay. And so, we have this wonderful Oceanverse kit that uh, that Mr. Schwartz sent. And uh, we want to reward some of our listeners. Someone who has never listened to Oceanverse. Read Oceanverse? Read o- Oceanverse. you can't listen to Oceanverse. You can't Unless listen. you listen you to should. the promo. And, or you're blind and you have someone Somebody read, read it, it to you. you. Yes. Yeah. But... You know what would be cool? If you, what? you know what would be cool is if this is what we should do one time. I'll close my eyes mm-hmm. and Bill will read, you know, the, the comic and Frank will make the sound effects. Okay. I was about to <laughs> say Frank I mean? could describe the background while I'm reading the text or something. You know, that's a great I mean, idea. That's even better. It's even better. And what I'll do is I'll position mm-hmm. my head in between the two of y'all so mm-hmm. I can hear Bill in oh one my ear gosh. Like and Frank in the other ear. I'm going to have to back think, up, though, because my voice carries. I think we have episode 200 already. That's awesome. No, no, we'll come up with something else. Oh, dude. Anyway, let's, go, going, we, well, let's go through the entire Our World at War. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll, just, we'll do that panel by panel. Let, let, let me just finish this up. So Oceanverse, if you've never read it, I want you to send me an email. Um, we'll just do frank at halfhourwasted.com. And put Oceanverse in the title. That's making it too me, easy. And tell me why you want to read Oceanverse. And I will send you this lovely kit that involves uh, the red herring um, put together It's kit. a paper model. It's a paper model. <laughs> yeah, those <laughs> are cool. It's very cool. All the comic books, one through four, and some coloring pages, and some colors. Did he s- actually Schwartz. send colors? He yes. actually sent colors awesome. in the press kit, so... Mr. Schwartz puts out a hey, wonderful kit. He didn't send cheap product. ones either. He bought real life Crayola. They he bought actually name so. brand Crayola. Preferred by teachers. No, no, no. It's if you look exactly real close, right. that's a G. It's Crayola. Oh. oh, okay. okay. Oh. Those are still preferred by teachers the, but, in Pakistan. And they are toxic. Usually they're non-toxic, but these, yeah. you know, when you buy cheap stuff. Anyway, uh, Oceanverse, Frank and Half Hour Wasted, mm-hmm. tell me why you want to read it. The first person that tells me, and I like that answer, I'll mail this out to you. And his, his wow. book is... And his comic is published. So it's like web a web comic published, you know, I think it's twice weekly mm-hmm. on uh, Oceanverse.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he's a great guy. He's a supporter of the show. We're a supporter of his. Let's give, let's give him some love mm-hmm. and order, order that comic book on DCB, uh, DCB service. Yeah. We've all got big man crushes on each other. <laughs> it's like a mutual thing. And he, and he's got a wonderful family. Too. It's always a lot better when something like that has a two way street. Cause if it's a one way street, then a lot of times you can get arrested yeah. for that. <laughs> exactly. You know all about that, Frank. Oh, and one other thing, uh, Colin Reevy. I mean, not the arrested part. He won. As far as I know he won the. He's the contest winner from episode one ninety one. He's I the guy whose email I mysteriously lost. That's right. He's yeah. good no man. voicemail. Um, he won the contest a couple of weeks you know, ago. His toilets flush counterclockwise. <laughs> counterclockwise, you know really? Because he's in Australia. A, yeah, right. He won. I'm look um, that up on Snopes. It's also tomorrow. <laughs> he. Won, oh, what did he win? I, I can't know. remember. Oh, he won the contest. Guess that audio oh, you're clip. Right. 
And the audio clip was uh, from the show Six Feet Under. It was two people talking in front of a candy machine. That's fantastic. But from Ooh, and now onions. all those people, all those alumni are scattered throughout the TV landscape. Do I sound as <laughs> loud as one you of guys? In, uh, um, your level sounds good. Because what? One of those is Dexter. Okay. One right, of those is the uh, is is the crazy uh, dad in uh, Raising Hope. Uh huh. And um, no, he's in. Um, Steve Martin him? was in that movie. It was on. It's on NBC. NBC. It's not Raising Hope. It's the sitcom Raising Hope, which yeah. is actually kind of clever. It's got it tries uh, a the little girl from bit in it. Yeah, Martha Plimpton. Yeah. Yes. The, the no, the show I'm thinking of, You're which has the other, family, which has you? the other guy from Six Feet Under. Uh huh. Randy Newman did the music. Uh, Ron oh, Howard be, uh, directed. Monk. Dick Van Dyke was not in it. Yeah, yeah I, I like that. Out. I got to figure out this number. See, now. I'm, I'm still torn Hold on the theme music. I'm gonna go back and change my answers. Steve Martin. Uh, Steve Martin was in the movie Parenthood. Parenthood. NBC Yay! has a show called Parenthood. That's it. You look like you could use a cold one, Clark. Ah, there you go. <sighs> Diet Coca Cola. Thanks, Eddie. Okay, so, so we have a, we have a laundry list of things we wanted to man right. Either my headphones are stopped up or mm-hmm. my ears are stopped up. No, you sound good. No, because you guys sound mm-hmm. normal and I sound stopped up. No, mm-hmm. I've I've got SARS. Okay. Now I do have a. I guess you know I what a pirate's favorite who a pirate's favorite actor is. Uh, no, Argentina. Steven Sarsgaard. I thought you were gonna say Ar Lee Army. Arnold Schwarzenegger. That might, that might work too. <laughs> um, guys, I do have a bit that uh, I've been working on. Oh. Okay. It's called Frank Facts. By the way, this uh, this 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 precipitates my uh, exit from the show. I'm guessing. No, so. no. unacceptable. No, this has nothing to do with you. This has nothing to do with well, you. If you start doing bits, I I can pretty much. Just I, put my how mic long down. do my bits last? In all honestly, <laughs> how often do I have a bit go more uh, than a week? Unlike mine, not nearly long enough. <laughs> Hey, someone got a new phone. Oh, my goodness. Iron Man. <laughs> oh, Iron Man. <laughs> I've got to take a picture and, and tweet Iron Man. We just had nice. Iron Man, or Iron Sage, I should say, walk into the room. No, that's Tony. I'm going to zoom he's in Tony a bit. when he's like that. Uh, hold still, Sage. Look at me and hold still. You are upstaging my, the announcement of my bit with your di- Iron no, Man. No, you got to hold oh, still. You know no, hey, don't take hey, the mask off. Crime Look at me. doesn't quick, take quickly. a holiday, okay? Point, me, point at the light. Hey, shoot Brad with your repulsor ray. <laughs> Fantastic! Your head—you look like Brad? a bobblehead. Well, so what that happened? That Do you is, have any idea well, how much that stings? <laughs> Great, men in black too. Right, men in black right. too. Ashley, it's the so, first one. Oh, was it the first one? Um, you look like a bobblehead. In that so thing. what we did was we took his little repulsor, uh, his little arm oh, repulsor right. thing, and it's supposed to take double A batteries. Right. But what I did is I went ahead and I took it. Uh, I watched a bunch of episodes of Home Improvement, and yes. that gave me uh, the inspiration to instead replace it with a small nuclear reactor, which is why See, half of Brad's head has been uh, burned off. That was not a good idea, Bill. Oh, I didn't set the timer. Hmm? He, I'm huh? telling you, he's not going to go anywhere until this crime wave in here stops. <laughs> so anyway, after the announcement of my bit. And if we're innocent, so we, we have nothing do to the fear bit from now, him, No. Frank Facts can come sweating. at any time. At any place. No one knows when a Frank fact will come. There could be 20 in an episode. We don't uh-huh. know. I don't know. Oh, but please let there be 20. <laughs> but, but the Frank fact, when it comes, it will be, you will hear the, you will hear the intro. Uh-huh. I will give a fact based on science, scientist, on newspaper articles, something that is 100% true. Okay. And then the outro. Nice. 
That's it. That's an a Frank and an outro. It could come out. It could come at any time. You and, never know. And to edit Frank that on a netbook, that's what's doubly impressive. I did edit it on a netbook. See, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Thought I was kidding. Okay, we have a laundry list of things to talk about, right? Okay. Yeah. Let me go. Let me open that list. In fact, luckily okay. we're here to waste you, time, so it's not really it, a priority. Did you write it down in Word? Did you create a Word document? I, did, or I always did you put do it on text. a spreadsheet, or I, is it just a text document? I always do a text document. You know, the that's text what, document yeah. is rarely used anymore and i try to use it because the yeah. document the document the doc file he's right. sitting over there in his high and mighty word program and right don't forget about doc x which messes up the whole pitch. yes well so the documents and then this are whole rich text thing these days it's all class warfare no. the, the the rich text is uh-huh you know what that is that's the kid in the polo the knockoff polo yeah shirt that's, that wants you to think that's the teardown that's yeah. the teardown mcmansion on turtle creek is what that is the yeah. text I'm file is underrated and underused, and whenever I need to make a quick mm -hmm. note, mm -hmm. right-click desktop, new text document. Boom. I got you. Never I got fails you covered. me. Zowie. It's a shortcut on my taskbar. Click. It opens that up. That is awesome. Because I use text How do you do that? Dude, I'm an engineer. I mean, you like a computer or science major or something? About Did you recode your computer? <laughs> yeah. How do you even... I mean, I don't even know how that's possible. Now, Do not boom anybody in the eyes, Sage. Okay, now, Brad. Everything to break. The next thing I have That's on our list afraid of. is Comedian Bit You Want to Play. Okay. Okay. I've been listening. What does that mean? Well, I, I've been listening. I'm I mean, I didn't understand. No, this, is a, this, is our, you. this is our attempt at trying to be professional, uh -huh. at trying to be organized, and it is failing miserably. Well, but good. Anyway. I mean, somebody's got to try. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't say we succeeded. We tried. Okay. <sighs> Watch where you're going, young man. Oh man, he's, he's trying to blow no, 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 don't, don't, not there. Don't, to blow don't boom the recorder. You can shoot, shoot, Brad, right there. Boom, no, don't no, boom right the there. mixer either. And his boom, boom, his. Hey, professor, what's up? That's sweet. We so what's new? Nothing much. Just getting sage out of here. <laughs> That's sweet. But why? It's so I much fun. <laughs> She's sweet, recalcitrant, oh but sweet. Okay, um, I've been listening to a lot of. Patton Oswalt stand-up. Yes. yes. I've enjoyed some of his. <laughs> he's very funny. You know, I think he's very funny. Now, Brad, um, just briefly, for people who don't know, who is Patton Oswalt? Well, I only know him from just seeing him on Comedy Central. He's a short little... He's kind of a little pudgy. Pudgy. cute. In fact... You take he, him home to mom and dad. In one of his stand-up bits, he, mm -hmm. he said something about how he'd been working uh he'd been making cookies all day or something in the tree nice. you know he disguises <laughs> he goes oh he walks up to the microphone and he goes let me get this down to hobbit height and you can hear him and he goes i've been making cookies all day or something like that so what, what's his resume like what's some of the stuff he's worked well with? he's currently or, or he's, is he just a comedian uh yeah he's he, i'm sure he's one of those who would like to branch out acting gotcha yeah let me <clears throat> well he's currently doing uh he's got a recurring role on caprica he's the uh okay. he's the the talk show uh, guy. Okay, so he's on Caprica. Cool. Yeah, you've totally seen this guy. If you ever look, if you see his face, uh, he was in. Um, uh, he was in Arrested Development, wasn't he? I'm looking up his. I want to say he like stole things out their window or something. It's been a while since I've seen those Arrested Developments. I'm looking up his. Here we can IMDb. move. We can move Batman. There you go. Uh, if it's inside okay. this house, it's not. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Safe ish. He was the voice Safe of the rat in Ratatouille. Oh yeah, Underrated he's been movie. on. He's uh, 
he's been on the community uh, NBC sitcom okay. for two episodes. Right. Uh, he's a male nurse named Jackie. Um, he's been Uh-oh. a male nurse named Uh-oh. Jackie. Uh oh. It's time for a Frank fact. Frank fact. Frank fact. Frank fact number one: Diarrhea is funny only when it happens to other people. Nice. Now, wow. Keep going. Nice. Now continue, Brad. Okay. Um, let's see. He's done. Uh, God, that was strong. <laughs> he's done voice work. A lot of voice work. He was on the Reno Nine One One TV mm-hmm. series yes. for a while. He he did a he did a um, a bit on uh, gosh what it was VH1 and it was a uh, one of those pop culture shows where I they have the comedians the something like that where they mm-hmm. have the comedians come on and and uh, like tell jokes about certain celebrities and whatnot a roast well and he was part mm-hmm. of the William Shatner roast anyway you've seen nice. him you know who he is you've seen his face I know you've seen his face he's been uh, this character named Spence on the King of Queens TV series. You've seen him. He's had bit parts all over. Yeah. Anyway, so and I've been wait, listening. Hey, to what's the actor's name? Real fast again. Patton Oswalt. Okay, good. Name. I've been listening to a lot of his stand-up bit, and like George, General George S. And he sums up. This is the the best way to describe how much, mm-hmm. how and why the the Star Wars prequel trilogy was a disappointment Uh-oh. to most people. Okay. okay? Now, Uh-oh. I'm going to have to edit this. I'm just going to play it straight through. Okay. I'll edit it in post. Um, but that way we'll get you know our, our real laughter. And uh, But I've never heard mm-hmm. a more accurate description of the Star Wars prequels than I have this bit right here. So, Oh, my. Yeah, let me just play this. My geekiness is getting in the way of my nerdiness. I'm starting to notice as I grow older. I had this really sad realization. I was thinking the other day about a... Uh, a time machine, if I had a time machine, you know, because I'm really into history, like would I go back and witness something, or, like find out who Jack the Ripper was or stop the Kennedy assassination. And the first thing I thought of doing if I actually had a time machine is I would go back to around 1993 or 94 and kill George Lucas with a shovel. That was the first thing that came to my mind and stop him from making the prequels. That's how I would try to save history. I mean, I don't even know how I would have reacted if I had just run into him on the street, like going, "Oh my God, you're, you're George Lucas, dude!" Look, I don't want to, I don't want to bother you and nerd out, but like, Star Wars is one of my favorite movies, and I just want to thank you, man. Just thanks for all that. It's, it's so great. Ah, right, you like uh, Star Wars? Um, I got some good news. I'm working on the uh, three prequels, the first three chapters. Oh, really? You're going to do the, finally, oh my God, that's awesome, dude. I'm so excited, I can't wait. Well, hey, you say you're a Star Wars fan. Uh, do you like Darth Vader? I <laughs> love Darth Vader, dude. The, the helmet and the cape with the sword, that's great, man. Is he in the first movie? Uh, yeah, in the first movie, you get to see him as a little kid. Uh, is he like a little Damien Omen kid, like evil and killing people with his mind and shit like that? No, he's just like this little kid, and then he gets taken away from his mom, and he's very sad. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't really care about him as a little kid at all. At all. At all. I, don't, I just like the helmet and the sword and the cape. That was, was kind of cool about him. 
Well, hey, don't worry, because guess who shows up in the second movie? Boba Fett. There you, Boba Fett, yes, with the helmet and he's a bounty hunter. That is awesome, man. That is so cool. Yeah, and in the second movie, you get to see him as a little kid. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I don't really care about him when he was a little kid. I like the chip and the helmet and the killing people. Is he like it? Does he have the little helmet on and he's killing people? Is that that what's going on? No, he's like this little kid and then his dad dies and he's very sad. (laughs) Do not give a at all about that. Could not care less. Well, don't worry because in the third movie, you know what shows up? The Death Star. Awesome, man. Wait a minute. What is it doing, George? Well, you just see it at the very end of the movie. It's being built and Darth Vader's just kind of looking at it. (laughs) again I don't care how they built it how they put in the toilets or the air conditioning I just like it when it's done and then it's blowing planets up that's kind of what's cool about it you look really sad I Dude, I gotta say, I'm pretty sad, man. That sounds awful. I, that, that all just sounds like <laughs> Would you like some ice cream? I, I would, yeah, I would like some ice cream. I like ice cream, man. That'd be cool if I had, like, a, a dish of ice cream. Well, here's a big bag of rock salt. <laughs> <laughs> you just said I was gonna have a dish of ice cream. Well, when you combine the rock salt with ice and cream and sugar and flavoring, it becomes... I don't give a where the stuff I love comes from. I just love the stuff I love. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, <laughs> you know, obviously... It's just too bad they won't hear that last yeah. line. Um, <laughs> Sorry, listeners. If you think about it, that's exactly what the prequels were, and that was the biggest complaint I ever heard. You yeah, know? when when you explain it like that, it's kind of in a, on a different light there, yeah. isn't it? There's a, yes. on on YouTube. There's some guy named he's under the name Red Letter Media. I was yes, looking up those, while we um, while yes. we we're talking about, and this guy breaks down. The, he reviews Phantom Menace in seven parts, and it's pretty interesting. Um, you know, he it's, at first it's a little hard to understand because he does this crazy, well, silly voice. Yeah, it's almost mockumentary style, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but then it, as you listen to him, he has a lot of great points about why it doesn't work, and that's one yeah. of them. Don't it's listen just, to that in front of your kids, by yeah. the way. And there are parts it has of some it, F four letter words, and and there are some parts of it that are just kind of like what you know, because he's trying to be funny, but and about eighty percent of it's interesting but a lot of that yeah brad is like who cares yeah i don't need to see darth vader as a kid i just want to see more of him you know i have a long-standing uh problem with prequels just in general i think people know that that's why i thought enterprise was such a horrible idea that's why uh, episodes one through three was not as cool idea as how about episodes seven eight nine yeah or better yet ten eleven twelve well because i remember uh, you know Kids these days don't know that the original concept was George Lucas wanted to make 12 movies. Yeah. And the, you were seeing the, you know, fourth, fifth, and sixth of the 12 movies. And so, hey, you know, you can, why don't you just keep movies one, two, and three in your back pocket? You know, apparently you're going to do a, a TV, a funny TV show and a cartoon about them anyway. So why don't you just give us that? And then you can spend your money on episode 789 because 
I'm always more interested in what's coming next. You yeah. know, if you call if me you crazy, look, if you look at the Phantom Menace documentary that comes with it, in hindsight, when you watch it, you notice that nobody ever questions George Lucas. Nobody ever says. Uh, Not on the DVD, at least. On the DVD. And I wonder if it was just, at that point, he's so revealed. He has so much money. Mm-hmm. It's like, this guy knows what he's talking about. And there, there's nothing wrong with having a vision and stuff like that. But it's, you know, in, in the end, it was his ship, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. It says, is his toy house. He says, you know, I'm sure he said, <clears throat> you know, if you don't, it's either this or nothing. So what would yeah. you want? You know, you want nothing? You want no new Star Wars, or do you want this? Because if there's going to be new Star Wars, like you said, it's my baby. It's going to be this. Yeah. This is the story I want to tell. I just I never understood why he decided that it should be a prequel, though. Is um, it, well, is it I mean, because, if, I mean, clearly were... there's plenty of books and comics that go, you know, well before and long after, you know, episodes four, five, six. If, so, you, could, if you recall back when they had announced the, the first the mm-hmm. making of the first movie, the website was geared up with blank spots for the first three, four, five, six, okay. and then blank spots it sure was. for seven, eight, nine. Oh. It sure was. I haven't thought of that in so long, and you're absolutely right. right. And and what happened was after the first one got started getting developed, and maybe after they announced it, they mm-hmm. also announced that they were going to drop the last three, mostly because they didn't think that story needed to be told. And in reality, maybe it doesn't because there's so much supporting material of everything that's happened afterward from comic books, yeah. books no, uh, everything. Unacceptable. We would like to <laughs> see it, you. but you know what? No, I want to see it. Hmm. I mean, now, I mean, it, it could be, you know, like I said, it could be anything. It could be something brand new, but, but there's there's so much, you know, canon out there nowadays that you'd that if you didn't adapt one of the sets of books, you would pretty much have to find a... a a little dark niche that hasn't been explored yet. I mean, you couldn't tell just any story you want, you know, that takes place takes place after episode six, because most of those stories are being told or have been told already. You know, I'm I'm especially talking about the novels. I I don't know exactly where the timelines on all the different comic lines. Whatever happened to the TV show? Wasn't there going to be a live action TV show? I think that's, isn't that still in the works? I think it had, I think I read an article recently that, uh, in the last few months, that somebody involved with Lucasfilm said that it uh-huh. was going to end up uh, being much too expensive okay. to do. So, okay. Um, with with that, let's uh, let's kind of stay on track and, and move on. Now we had books and books prices, mm-hmm. and the chalk book in Avengers number five that we wanted to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Your liner at the beginning said hey, something about two ninety nine bucks. Just a uh, uh, just a quick notice before we uh, before we turn the corner here. Um, IMDb still has untitled Star Wars TV series listed, uh, not yet released, of course, but the uh, it's 60 Minutes Action Adventure Drama Fantasy in production coming soon, according to IMDb, scheduled for 2011. Uh, the writers are Brendan Hay, and uh, he's the head writer of the show, and of course George Lucas hey. gets credit for this too. Hey! And it is H A Y. Hey. Well, maybe it'll maybe it'll end up happening. Um, what do gay horses? So eat? what we've got? <laughs> hey, hey. So this is a uh, the fun fact here is that. Um, but did you say a Frank fact? <laughs> did no, you no, say no? No, I think you said a Frank fact. Oh my gosh, I, finally, I think you said a Frank. Oh, I wait, finally wait. get to object to a bit. This is nice. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's Frank. time for a Frank fact. Frank fact. Frank fact. 
there are rings of debris around Uranus. <laughs> it started spewing. So the uh, the fun fact here. Um, Did you say? On episode three is. Uh, no, I'm just enjoying being on the other side of the fence here. <laughs> just ignoring a bit. You see how it annoying exist. it is? Huh? No, okay. So um So the fun fact uh is that uh this is a spin off from Star Wars episode, episode three Revenge of the Fifth. Um I don't know why I did that there. Um But and the show is is literally set after uh, uh episode three. Um but the movie meter well it's down fifteen percent popularity this week. Okay. I'd I'd be genuinely surprised if it ever happened. Uh, well, it's apparently going to have an aspect ratio of 1.78 to 1, so they've started hammering out the details. Mm. They've started drilling down into the details here. You know, speak, speaking of details, mm-hmm. I heard, what's the name of that video, Le- Leroy Hansen. Leroy Jenkins? Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> Someone referenced Leroy Jenkins in a bar the other night, and they they said, why are you acting like Leroy Jenkins? Whoa! And someone goes, "What's that?" And they go, "You've never seen that." And so they brought it up on their film and so on their phone. And what they meant to say was that you know, why are you ruining everything? Because Dude. Leroy Jenkins ruins it for everyone. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. You could say that somebody Leroy Jenkins something. Yeah. Anyway, I was trying to find. I had that yeah. clip. Well, and of course, uh, as as you might expect, uh, this this whole Star Wars thing. There's you know there's. There's information on both sides of the fence here, as you might expect. Uh, um, IMDb said what it said. Comicbookmovie.com says uh, that the live-action Star Wars TV show is once again put on hold. And as you were saying, uh, Brad, uh, George Lucas is once again cast down on the series ever making its way to the small screen. And now it looks like the project's future is uncertain. Okay. And this was uh, originally announced back in 2005, by the way. So uh, <laughs> Timely. Um, you know, this was supposed to fill in the gaps the between the two movies. Film. By the way... Um, so what, 30 years, how, how long passes between episode three and episode four? It's, oh, it's not, 19 I mean, it's not 30 years. years, 19 years, 19 years. So it took them about 20 years to build the Death Star the first time around. Yeah. Cause they didn't know what they were doing. Okay. So I guess they, they were making it up as they went along because they rebuild the Death Star in, uh, what's the time gap between episode four and episode six? I think it's been established that a second Death Star had already been. Yeah. Uh, See, okay. He he did All a. Um, right. What's true. that? Uh, what what's that movie? Contact. Remember they remember in the movie Contact, uh-huh. they had that one whirling machine that would that the aliens had sent information down. Yes. And so we made one, but then a terrorist blew it up, and it turned out that there was a second one in South America. That's right. All right, man. Two ninety nine bucks. Yeah, that George me, Lucas thinks of everything. By the way, he covers all his bases. Uh, it's a good comic, job. Comic book resources has this. Let me read this real briefly. Okay. It came out October seventh. Beginning January twenty eleven, DC Comics will implement a line wide price adjustment, lowering the prices of all standard link thirty two page ongoing comic titles currently titled at three ninety nine to two ninety nine. It was announced by DC co publisher Jim Lee and Dan. No kidding. Today's announcement reaffirms DC's commitment both, and this is a quote, um, DC announces it reaffirms DC's commitment to both our core fans and comic book store retailers, as Jim awesome. Lee, DC <laughs> co-founder, said. Uh, let's see. We're talking, uh, when talking into, uh, when taking into account miniseries, annuals, and specials, more than 80% of DC's comic books will be priced at two ninety nine. And then nothing wow. really here about Marvel. 
Okay. <laughs> but Marvel apparently said that. So, starting in 2011, from two, from 399 to 299. Thoughts? Really? I mean, what can you say? Um, it's amazing that uh, they seem to be uh, responding to the wishes or the budgets of their constituency. Don't you think? I mean, it's, it's got to be an odd. Uh, I mean, clearly something like that is, is is brought on by circulation levels and whatnot. I mean, you bump a book from 299 to 399, and the circulation levels drop, and you say, well, you know, maybe it's not quite worth it anymore at that yeah, price. They, and they, I don't know what the circulation levels are of the two titles in particular I'm thinking of, uh, Adventure Comics and JSA All-Stars. Now, is it, I, I mean, are they thinking more? I mean, maybe they just lost some because money because on a volume level, Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 have to sell volume to to make these right. numbers work and stuff like that. And apparently, three ninety nine with the backup feature wasn't cutting it. Well, and also, I mean, like in, in the newspaper business, um, it's you know, in the magazine business, sometimes it's more important to get circulation numbers. You know, those you know, getting why, in front of people's eyeballs is it. as or more important than the literal net income. That's why you can get magazine subscriptions usually for a buck, a buck oh, yeah. an issue. Yeah, I used to get wired for twelve bucks a year. Uh, I still get wired, and I should. An I wish I acceptable. Yes, yeah. I mean, a uh, dollar an issue. We can do that. Um, I mean, uh, um, uh, now you're. That's my favorite kind of magazine. <laughs> I was looking for that. But I didn't have it. I'm glad you did. <laughs> I just hope Marvel. So that's what I'm looking suit. for. So One dollar comics. I think they said they were going to get rid of those backups, and then it was just going to be like how uh, normal comics were. What about 22 pages of story? Yeah, I think they pointed yeah. out in this article that I read <clears throat> there was going to be 2.99, 20 pages of story. Okay, so they're actually dropping one page out, huh? Well, you know, Maybe. if you think about it, yeah. a lot of times the how many you'd be hard pressed nowadays i believe to find an issue of a comic that didn't have at least one splash page in it oh yeah you know yeah so you lose a splash page you lose a previously in lost type deal you know yes it's odd that some comics uh just live off those and some comics uh completely ignore them because i'm one of those that i I don't usually read a comic twice before the next issue comes out, and so there's a lot of times, and I kind of count on those previously. Uh, I just happen to, make to sure like them. I, uh, and I, I don't have a problem at all um, with it. Um, it would be sad if uh, those had to go away. Now, usually when things, when prices mm-hmm. drop, it's people wanting to get rid of inventory or something isn't working, like a desperation move to kind of yeah. keep things moving. You know, That's usually why you drop a price. Could it be that that the numbers have just been so bad lately that that they're losing, or I'm, is or is digital helping them out that they can afford this? I would think that it was more the former instead of the digital argument. I wouldn't think digital has caught on enough that it was actually helping. Um, I think they're realizing that four bucks for a comic, mm-hmm. and you know a third of that comic is crap that nobody cares about that the minor that the majority don't care about. <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> Caramel popcorn is now coating nice. my throat. <clears throat> I just hope Marvel follows suit. You know, I'm, I'm. I wanted to buy this comic. I can't. I was at the store on Wednesday and I saw this cool comic mm-hmm. and I picked it up and I was like, I'm totally gonna buy this. And it was four ninety nine. I'm like, no, I'm not. You know, five bucks. Four ninety nine. 
five bucks. Really? Yeah, and I've I've picked up something. Was it one of those eighty page giants? No, those were seven ninety nine. What? Yes, I don't remember what it was. I picked it up. Wow. It was five bucks. I was like, eh. and I've picked up other comics, and I thought this looks cool. I I might want to buy this. What's the price? Four bucks. Uh, if it said two ninety nine on it, I'd have bought it without a hesitation. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we knew we've known for the last, I guess, five ten years now that there was going to become there was there's going to be come some kind of psychological blockage point where people were just it doesn't even have to be a conscious decision but we we're just going to say that's too much you know it's just you're going to get to that point i was afraid the comics were you know skyrocketing to five bucks a pop some of my favorite liners we ever did in the opening of the show was last year or so two years ago maybe yep. <laughs> one week we played one that said there's no way I'm going to pay more than two ninety nine for a comic <laughs> the following week. There's no way I'm going to pay more than three ninety nine for a comic, and then there's no way I'm going to pay four more than four ninety nine. It's almost there, dude. And I wonder how this affects the the casual reader because um, well, it's got to pe- be a people, good thing. People who are devoted to comic books they they'll they'll pay the money. They they may cut back on titles, but but they will pay no matter what. Well, that's well, the sad but thing. The casual you, the casual guy the guy who goes in maybe reads three or four titles a month. Yeah. Well, because you know and, that, you know, and he's looking at that, and he's going, you know what? I'm just going to get my Spider-Man, and that's it. Well, I mean, you know, Chaos War, you know, Blackest Night, you know, Shadowland. Those are all going to be three ninety nine titles. Now that all the Avengers titles are three ninety nine, you're waiting for you know the the other shoe to drop, and you know, luckily DC to this point uh, has kept most of their titles at two ninety nine. Um, the their three ninety nine titles. Uh, um, Gosh, I wish I had a list in front of me, so, so I'm, you know, the list have my of, facts completely straight. Uh, the, have, their list is here. Yeah, uh, how much? How much each DC title costs? Because uh, the the ones that I the monthlies that I know of uh, that do not have the backup features, I don't know that there's any three ninety nine titles. Maybe Justice League. Okay, um, here uh, here's what they got. This is going from three ninety nine to two ninety nine. Okay, and from forty to thirty pages and thirty two to twenty uh, uh, twenty pages. Action comics. Adventure Comics, okay. Batman, Streets of Gotham, Detective Comics, Doc Savage, Justice League of America, Legion of Superheroes, The Spirit. That's right. January, five books are three ninety nine for 40 pages. In January, five books are three ninety nine. Okay, and that's going to be Batman and Europa, one. First Wave, six. DCU Legacies, nine. Weird Worlds, one. And World of Warcraft. And then the only book that's going to be four ninety nine is Hellblazer, two seventy five. Okay, well, I'm not going to get that anyway, so uh, that doesn't affect me too much. I was kind of thinking opposite of what something you just said a minute ago. You were talking about the casual reader. Somebody comes in and gets four bucks a month or whatever. If I was that guy and I thought, okay, $4 for a comic, I'm just going to get four buck, four books a month, $16 a month, I can afford that. Yeah. No big deal. I wouldn't hesitate. But if I'm getting 20 books a month at four bucks a pop, that's yeah. when I start cutting and slashing you know that's when i start hemming and hawing about four bucks a month yeah and i've had to i've dropped titles that i you know that i really wanted to keep reading just because i just i can't i can't slap down 30 some odd dollars at the counter every stinking wednesday you know i just i just you want to talk about a psychological uh break point <laughs> yeah i was like oh my gosh you know it used to be that you could you know Back in O two, you know, when comics were two fifty three, uh, the expensive ones, the relaunch of JLA was three fifty, I think, and um, you know, at that point, you can go to the comic store and you can walk out for fifteen bucks a week, and you know, you can live with that. Um, but now you're walking out of the comic store and it's twenty five 
a week. <clears throat> you know, I can either buy my I'm getting more. Yeah. I can either buy my meds for the month. Okay. Or I can buy one week's worth of comics. Okay. You know, yeah. it's easy argument. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and segueing into something else comic book wise and stuff uh you guys wanted to talk about this chalkboard shot that was in uh, avengers number five i don't have my comic in front of me well i'm looking at the pay i'm looking at it you online. found the picture yeah i found the picture and it's kind of funny there's this i don't know what it's in reference to and i don't know where the time is but it says 9.99 who is worth question mark which i wonder is that kind of like a joke about prices you know, <laughs> maybe so 9.99 you know because i could see a time you know maybe maybe in a few years where comic books are not now frank the listener is wondering what are you talking about oh yeah you'll have to inform them because uh you told me about it okay so, or brad uh, uh there are uh 32 adventures titles currently running right now and almost all of them are really good by the way um but the avengers number five written by uh um is that written by Bendis, Bendis or Brew yeah. Baker? Okay. Bendis. Oh, that's right. Brew Baker's doing Secret uh, Avengers. Okay. Um, so it's, it's the one drawn by J.R.J.R. Uh, uh, JR and Romita. Yes. Uh, and, excuse me, Klaus Janssen. And, um, yeah, there's a, uh, there's a splash page. Uh, they're in the future. Uh, old Iron Man is talking to Young Iron Man. There's a couple others rolling around. And they're looking at Old Iron Man's timeline. Um, it's a timeline of... Um, just slightly in our past. Well, to I think it goes that from present day almost to like siege or civil war. Yeah, yeah, through yeah. through the present and yeah. into the and it goes into the future uh, where uh, you approach the Ultron War. Yes, and this is uh, Kang uh, basically breaking the timeline and starting a war with Ultron um, for apparently uh, poor reasons that we. It's don't similar know exactly. to the chalkboards that we saw in. Um, was that in DC what? right after yeah, fifty two? Yeah. In 52. Or and during in, 52, in, actually. And Booster mm-hmm. Gold. I don't believe there was a timeline, yeah. actually, a timeline proper on those chalkboards, but right. it was a bunch of... Just but, it was, but it was cryptic stuff. Yeah. It was like, what does yeah. this mean? In fact, they talk about, you know, red lantern or red ring, question mark. You know, it was stuff like that, which... And that's yeah. what this timeline, or this chalkboard is like also. Yeah, there's um, there's some references. The, uh, the timeline goes out to uh, apparently the future that the Avengers uh, go to to try and fix whatever they're trying to fix. It's about 100 years in the future. So the timeline is showing you uh, basically from a couple years ago to 100 years in the future. And, you know, clearly, you know, there's no way that Marvel has their plot lines mapped out that far in advance, I wouldn't think. Um, But uh, it does make you wonder what's on tap for the next, you know, is this Bendis giving us, uh, you know, little, little tips and tricks that might take us through the next two years, four years, five years, something like that? has ideas oh you know what far much farther along than we realize i hope so this is a wonderful segue and we can go back to it but we're talking about bendis right now and him plotting and stuff like that yeah this works perfectly and it's kind of an accident so i've been reading powers okay Mm -hmm. and um and i I just finished uh issue seven or volume seven of it and you know, I was reading it, and there's a there's a character in there, and there, there's a scene, and I go, oh, that kind of looks familiar, but you know, mm-hmm. I didn't really get it. Well, so I decide they reference the first the first trade in this book. They go, they talk about the case, which is called "Who Killed Retro Girl." Uh oh. Okay. So I wanted to reread it because they kept referencing okay. things in it. Well, lo and behold, that that scene that's in there that's expanded, yes. it's in this book. Frame for frame, and it's almost like a throwaway scene in the, in the first, first trade. Really? But it has so much weight 
in the seventh book. Wow. That's how well planned out it was. You have to ask yourself, is that actually... I have to say yes. Well, because it all makes sense when you read this. I don't think I don't think it was a what's the word um when they redo the past? A crazy random happenstance. <laughs> no. No. I like that. No, um when I they think redo it's called retconning. The background. Retconning. Oh, it's yes. not a retcon. I, I really honestly believed because that scene, while it has importance in yeah. the first trade, is just an expansion of what happened before and after. In the seventh trade. It doesn't have to be a retcon. I think one of the, the most interesting ways uh, good writers get uh, new story uh, elements is through going back and uh, knowing their history, taking some of that history and expounding on it, tweaking it, changing uh, your perception of it. Um, like right now, uh, we're, uh, we're going through The Return of Bruce Wayne. Uh, issue 5 just came out. And it's, it's, it's Grant Morrison, so I'll give him a lot of latitude. Um, but in it, thanks. Yeah, we do have low flow toilets, so you can just flush that thing as often as you want. One okay. one flush for each of the five issues, possibly. I couldn't wait. Um, that's that's the scene. I just handed Brad. That's the scene in there. In powers, a, yeah. a hero is just getting questioned, and, and, and a villain is just getting questioned about about the death of a of retro girl. Mm-hmm. That scene then shows up here, and it is expanded upon, and you show what happens before and after it, and why it's important. Oh wow! Is it the same exact art? You know that I didn't compare. Yeah, it sure looks like it is. But it is the exact scene. Oh, you know what? There's a little different. There's a little difference. But in that, but in that first trade, it's just they're questioning this bad guy. That's all it is. You read the seventh trade, there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens before it. This scene, there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens after it. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, there's some very... And that's Bendis. That's really cool. So if you want to go back to the, yeah, to the there, poster there thing. There is very... Uh, there's a little difference, but you can tell it's obviously supposed to be the same thing. Yeah. Yep. But um, uh, so anyway, you're, you're talking about uh, an author who will go back. Uh, Jeff Johns is a master at doing this. Um, you know, taking... a. Taking a bit of history that we've always known, but we didn't necessarily have the entire story of, oh, my God, that sounds like a prequel. Okay, <laughs> I take back everything I said. No, you well, see, no, pre- stuff prequels like, well, aren't necessarily bad, but it's just how they're handled. Well, Grant Morrison you know, has been really messing with Batman hard the last couple of years, you know, pretty much from R.I.P. on. Um, but right now, um, yeah, and again, you never know if there's going to be a left turn you know, somewhere around the bend uh, that's going to you know, invalidate all this. But in issue five... Um, you know, they're basically establishing that, uh, you know, Bruce Wayne's daddy uh, is a killer um, who killed, uh, you know, basically there was a, it wasn't just a random accident. You know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the Joker, you know, in Batman the movie. You know, I mean, there's a reason. It's Joe Cool. There's a reason why why Joe they Chill. got, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or Joe Chill, Joe whatever. Joe Cool was, he was a dog. I think. Yeah, yeah. That, that was Snoopy. But, you know, he's... You know, Snoopy killed Batman's parents? Papa Wayne is still around, and he's getting ready to cause big trouble. And it's just, you know, going back and and taking what you knew about history you know and Bruce's showing you that you didn't... It was Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Sweet. Um, you just... You didn't... What you thought you knew about history uh, wasn't what you thought. You know, so. uh, Bruce Wayne's father, Thomas Wayne, was at, he was actually Batman before Batman. Did you ever read that story? Uh, no. no, it was Batman was at 
or Thomas Wayne, I think this is before Bruce was even born. He was at a, a costume party with his wife, and he dressed up as a bat man. Really? Yeah, and then he uh, he solved the case, and so Thomas Wayne was actually the first Batman. That's funny. I never knew that. Yeah. So, but but it's a, it's total golden age story. To, I mean, it's it's in those early early oh, issues. Oh, well, okay. I mean, that's the you know that's you know where Morrison got the Zern R stuff and, and all that. Where it turns out Batman was actually what insane for ten years, trapped on an alien ship, getting probed or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, what else next on the about? list? Oh, we had more comic book talk, so let's see. I kind of brought... I, I, I was going to talk about that Powers thing anyway. That was a good segue. We talked about that. So, thoughts about that final poster? Just... Were there any clues in there? I mean, have you guys, you guys have looked at it, right? You, what, on the chalkboard? Yeah, the chalkboard. Um, I, again, I don't have the issue right in front of me. Yeah, it's been... I, I, I got, mean, there, there are definitely clues... There's uh, something about Nova in there, um, yeah, which makes see. me wonder if uh, there's any chance they're going to uh, reignite uh, the Nova or the Cosmic series. Have I ranted about those on the air lately? Yes. Now, I Have thought, I done it this week? I thought Nova <laughs> was still existing. I thought there Nova yeah, was part of the Secret Avengers. Nova Corps yes. is not. I believe he's the only one left, right? Well, yeah. I mean, they established that at the beginning of the current run, which just, okay. which just went on hiatus or ended at issue 36. And so. He's, He's part of Secret Avengers, Brubaker's Secret Avengers. Yes, um, and it, it feels it feels slightly forced. By the way, um, Brubaker's a decent writer, and Deodato's art is so great. I'll read it no matter what claptrap they come up with. Just you know, to look at his pretty pictures, um, and uh, Rain. I give Rain Bredo a lot of credit for coloring. You know, it's it's one of the things that you know. You know, the idea that uh, comics can come down, it makes me wonder, uh, to, I guess, dovetail back a little bit, is, is there a chance that uh, the digital workflows of today's age are making it uh, more possible to streamline the process? And, you know, so you can pull back from a 399 comic to a 299 comic and not just gut, you know, your, your income. Um, um, I'm, I'm, clearly, you're I'm, you're better off with a higher circulation. I'm I'm thinking what's probably going to happen is that it's going to be a wash a little bit that you know because the numbers will go back up. Yeah, they'll be back where they Hopefully. were. Um, uh, sales numbers. I bet you that's what's going to happen. You know, if anything, they're just going to have to eat it a little bit on on uh, on the profit level. But maybe by licensing more. I mean, yeah. these all these supposed movies are coming out, Green Lantern and stuff. Maybe they're yeah. hoping that'll be a surge and maybe. And you know, that's a really good know, point. We we haven't even talked about that. That the big two are basically. You know, they're little parts of a much greater empire now where they used to be kind of on their own. Um, you know, a, a DC Comics, um, you know, or Marvel part of uh, a Disney, you know, they can, you know, the their comic distribution can be just one leg of their little empire. I it, mean, is, it doesn't I mean, have it to is. be, you know, like in the old days, it doesn't have to be 100% of the company's net income. It can be a part of it where the movie, you know, the, the movie business, you know, the Green Lantern movie and wolverine 2 and and you know all that stuff you know those also feed into the coffers and so maybe you can take a a minor step back you know i i got to assume that again you know today's today's workflow processes have got to make it more efficient you know to where it's not you know as simple as you're losing a whole dollar on every single comic you're not charging 399 for now they you know, uh, they have forecasters and analysis to figure this out and, yeah you know they take chances on stuff and they know well, and and they know that you know they're, they're still going to come out ahead somehow well, and it makes you wonder if, if uh you know dc specifically because they're the ones that have announced it but 
have they noticed sales dipping? Are they are they literally scared that they're pricing their audience out? I mean, this this hasn't happened in sports yet. I'm trying to think of you know, in, in what industry in America has the price actually gone down on something? Well, stuff does go down as it as it, especially with hardware as it phases out right. and new technology takes yeah. over. So that well, that's, I mean, yeah, that's, that's a good what point. I meant. Electronics, and, you're right. Well, and and that's what I meant about when talking about the comic book crisis about them coming down earlier. Yeah. You rarely Decrease. see that. You rarely nice. see that in publications or in music or anything like that. And that's that. a good point. Uh, I, but, you know, electronics is, you know, a perfect Decrease. example of prices that do come down over time thanks to innovation and new technologies and whatnot. But, Decrease. you know, when does the price of a car come down? When does the price of a box of cereal come down? When does the price of uh, a house come down? Ooh, maybe that's a bad example. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, well, I mean, cars come down as as new, newer models come out. Inflation. Like I mean, no, I'm it, not it's talking about cyclical. They they'll come out with a new model. That'll be yeah. the expensive one. And then well, I'm not talking about last year's model. No, you no, know, no. I'm, needs I'm to talking about be discounted I mean, to make get it off the showroom. I mean, look look at the Honda Civic. The Honda Civic. It started off as a very affordable car, but then it got more high end, more high end, more high end. Okay. Now it's more of a sedan Finance. car. And now Honda has this fit thing, which is like what used to be their Civic. Yeah, okay. And so, you know, and the same thing will happen with the Fit. It'll just, if it's popular, it'll get more expensive, more expensive, more expensive. And then Honda will come out with something smaller and newer five years down the road. It's just a cyclical thing that just yeah. happens. You have to reinvent yourself or you die. So this You is, don't make uh, a profit. This is DC uh, reinventing themselves then. And I mean, I, well, I, no, I just, on, on, on the price aspect. Cyclical. I just wonder, is this taking a chance or is this responding to market pressures? Cyclical. Or, is this uh, fear of losing your audience, or is this uh, a gift to your audience? I mean, what what is the attitude of DC? Okay, I can tell you right now, it's not might... a gift. Okay, there's no such thing as gifts. You think it's simple supply and demand? Yeah, it's just as simple as just the most basic economics. Yeah, fair enough. Because benevolent. Well, I mean, a, a company. The only reason a company would do a giveaway or something is because mm-hmm. they know it will profit them in the long run. They don't. Yeah, I mean, no, nobody is going to give anything away for you. They they saw that that they were losing people at three at three marketing four ninety nine three ninety nine, so they had to drop it down yeah. to two ninety nine. Marketing. I, I did notice. Uh, um, now, what they have to hope is that the people who gave up at three ninety nine come back at two ninety nine, or they people just may go. You know what? I'm just going to wait for a trade. Yeah, that that's the big gamble. Um, I, I don't necessarily see people uh, moving to purchasing trades. Although, one other thing I think is extremely interesting. Um, uh, they're DC Gambling. again. I guess DC is kind of on the cutting edge of all this, but uh, DC coming out with the uh, Superman Earth One trade, and this is something that I've been wondering about for years. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on the air, but you know, someday there's going to come a time when a first run comic is published in trade form, um, where they're just going to gather up six issues worth of material and just going to throw the trade paper back at you, and they're going to completely bypass. Um, you know the floppies uh, from you know for the six months leading up to that, and they're doing that right now with Earth One. And I'm trying to remember who writes it. And uh, Shane, Shane Shane Davis does the art on it. JMS is writing. JMS, that. okay. Um, Jeff Johns is is writing uh, Batman. Yes. Earth one. Yes. And uh, they John may have Shane Gary Davis. Frank, I believe. I think Gary Frank's doing that one. Okay. Oh, you that'll know, be cool. I haven't heard the concept about this. What's it's, the? Um... It's basically now that there's it's you know the multiverse has been reestablished. Um, they're taking the Earth One designation, and they are reinventing heroes for today's generation, kind of like the Ultimate 
line in Marvel. Now, Earth One is the Earth that we was the Silver Age Earth. That's the Earth that, that well, the, go, the Earth Two is the one with the Golden Age Earth, Superman. The Earth. That's the way Earth it was. One was JLA. Earth Two was JSA. That's the way it was. And then but they, now they all messed up. You know, since the multiverse is is back now. They can make it whatever they want. Yeah. So, what is the Earth that we have now? Is this just New Earth? New Earth, I believe, is what. So, they New call Earth, it now. Earth One, or Two. I, I'm I, not sure what universe. Uh, what what universes are our boys supposed to be in right now? I new believe Earth. it's New Earth. So it's just is it Earth Zero? Which what New which Earth? Of, which of the numbers? So there's New Earth. New Earth. Like, I don't believe there's a number. I just there's think New it's, Earth, yeah. and then there's Earth 22, and Earth 3, and yeah. Earth 47, and all that. Well, I've been, I have been reading. It's kind of funny we're talking about this. Yeah. I just started reading. I decided to treat myself, and I'm getting the absolute version of mm-hmm. Crisis. Should come in the mail tomorrow. Are you really? Yeah. Big, really? Big, yeah, big one. We're awesome. On. And so I was at the bookstore the other day, and I happened to come across Crisis on multiple Earths. Arguably the first, the, the first uh, DC trade, that, or the first series of multiple right. earth adventures yes uh you know and it's so funny just how it's kind of all over the place there's an established earth one and earth two yes but there's also earth three there's also an earth a there's an earth x and earth s and, and it's it's all it's kind of funny because while the stories are campy um this is where it was all this is where it all yeah. kind of gets started right here you've got uh, that's reading. volume one isn't it yeah i believe so yeah, yeah. I've, I've got volumes two three and four i actually avoided uh volume one just because Gardner Fox and Sikowski, I you know, hey, you guys invented the I JLA. Will, you you got my eternal gratitude. My favorite Earth, but is I just Earth I, Bratwurst. <laughs> nice. I have a hard. There time. is an Earth B, which is where all the the uh, brave and bold stories take place cool. because they're um, a lot of them are not in continuity. Like there's um, really. Yeah, I I heard this on, it was a show called Footnotes, which is a derivative of Comic Geek Speak, where they talk about crisis stuff. Okay. And um, it's the Comic Geek Speak guys. And they were talking about how, whoever wrote that, I can't remember who wrote Brave and the Bold back then, but they had stories with like Batman and Wildcat and having an adventures. Well, they okay. never existed. I mean, they never existed at the same time. Yeah, they were never on the same Earth. <laughs> yeah, so it's a lot of stories like that. So <laughs> there's even an Earth B. Wow. Shocking. I was like Earth Three, the Freedom Fighters. But has anybody read the Freedom Fighters? That's come out. Are they? Have they? Yeah, they've issued the second issue. I think. I don't know. It's a I'm, cool I'm idea. Not that I'm, I, I know of them, but I haven't. I'm not familiar with them. I always love that stuff. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of that uh, Crisis on Multiple Earth stuff. And in my humble opinion, uh, yeah, volumes three and four are just tremendous. It's uh, Len Wein, Dick Giordano, um, Dick Dylan, delicious. Let's see. So we did um, books, book prices, chalkboard in advent in. Um, we need to come back to the chalkboard five. one of these days when I have that in front of me because there were some there were some uh, some little tidbits there that I just wanted to go er about. You want to talk should. about episode two hundred? Okay, which is coming up. What's the date on that, Brad? Bring up your calendar. Yeah, let me pull this up here. But I think I had thrown I had thrown out the idea of. A call. Uh, we were going to do a call-in show, but I throw out the idea that people tell us about their hidden gems, things mm. that people that we should know about or that other people should know what? about. Sunday, December the fifth. Books, movies, anything. Like, if you guys have never heard of this show, like my hidden gem would probably be a show called um, Home Movies, which was okay. out of the uh, late nineties. It was an animated series. Just ran about three seasons. Okay. There's DVDs. You know, I could talk about it at length, 
But um, that would be my hidden gem. So we do, we want people to tell us about their hidden gems, things that aren't well known but that they love. And I did like you guys that. did you guys like that? Yeah, that's fine. With I me. love it. I think that'll spur a lot of completely, conversation. Completely, yeah. completely enamored with that idea. Mm. That'll be Sunday, December the fifth, and you know. Probably when is the last few times we've I'm in the it? started at what six central? Or I think we usually central? start around six central. I would suggest maybe seven, or you think that's too late? Well, seven central will be seven. five on the west coast and the east coast. That's pretty doable. I mean, we, we've got a couple more weeks to worry about it. Yeah, we we do need to iron down. So people just, just it'll be about then. The the lesson uh, the the takeaway here is uh, just kind of set your clocks for. Late the afternoon, afternoon. <laughs> early evening uh, on that uh, fine day. And we'll, we'll and, uh, tweet like, it and we'll But it won't it. be at dusk. It won't be at It'll dusk. Never, never be at dusk. dusk. Sunday, December the 5th. And we want to know about That's your hidden gems. That's a good gems. point. I would never do that. Um, yes. Where are we going to do it? Here at the at the studio? In the garden room? Um, of course, I'm I kidding so. because I mean, where else are we going to do it? Yeah, I mean, we could... We could go like uh, do this. We could go to style, a bar like, that has Wi-Fi in it. Let's do it on the roof. The roof's a little steeper than than my last you house. You want to do it? Would not be comfortable. You want to see if we can find a bar and do it in a bar? No, because it'd be it would be noisy. That would be kind of funny. Well, I, we wouldn't be able to hear squat. What? What? <laughs> I need more potato nachos. That's what we need. we need to find a bad bar to do it in. That would be funny. We can find a we can find a biker bar. We're like ducking underneath the throwing bottles and fist punching and all sorts of What's naughty next activity on our like that. Let's see. That's, that was actually the last thing. No, I had some books I wanted to talk about. That was under oh. books. We were talking books. Oh, so. when I <laughs> oh, so that ship has sailed, huh? But we can go back to no, books. Just let me go back real quick. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> In fact, here I have a TiVo sound effect. We're going back. Good job. I picked back, this back, up back, 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 back. at the local comic store. Uh-oh. It's called Stuntology. Yes. Written and drawn by... Uh, Sam Bartlett. Never and heard of you him. You can look inside. It's 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 drawn like you know an indie comic might be drawn, yes. right? Three hundred and four pranks, tricks, and challenges to amuse and annoy your friends. The best of stuntology. It um, looks like it might have been a a web. Series? I don't know. Actually, I don't know if it was. Um, he's got a website, sambartlett.com. dot com. Okay. Have not visited it, but I picked it up. How do you run into something like that? Were you just literally leafing through at the comic book store? It was. um, Someone suggest that to you? It was on the. It wasn't the impulse rack at the checkout counter, but it was the rack behind. All right. You know, and I just happened to look down and I saw it, and I was like, "What is that word?" Because the way it's written, it was hard to read. And I picked it up, stuntology, and on the front, there's a guy opening a beer bottle with his eyeball. (laughs) So that naturally that piqued my interest. So I turned to page forty-seven, and I as I was turning to page forty-seven. I came across a stunt called What the Hell is That Noise? Okay. Four panel. The first panel, the guy says, you're going out on a short outing with a friend in his car. Second panel says, go to the car ahead of time with a harmonica and some duct tape. Third panel, tape the harmonica to the front bumper of the car so the holes you blow into are facing forward. (laughs) And then the fourth panel says, I would imagine that the more harmonicas you can tape down, the better the stunt works. So I started thinking... I, 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 I have be, an old harmonica. Yeah, I'm going to duct do tape. To, do that to somebody's tailpipe. I did it to my brother. Really? Yeah. So first I tried it on my truck to see if it worked, right? Yes. Um, and I taped it to the front bumper. Right. Anyway, this book is just filled with with tons of, of, of stunts and... And did and the harmonica thing work? 
Um, it works, but it wasn't loud enough, so I couldn't hear it. So then, hey, do it to somebody with a hybrid. That yes, that, that will work. rock. But then what I did is, my uncle was my accomplice on this. Um, I had two harmonicas. He took one and taped it on the bottom of his left hand side mirror. Okay. Mm-hmm. And as he was driving down the street with the oh. window open, he could hear it. He could hear the C chord blowing, right? So he says it works. So I taped one to my brother's underneath his nice. bun, un- underneath his mirror on the left side. So <laughs> you couldn't hear it. Did you use some black gaff? How did you, uh, how'd you get it that just, sucker on there? All I had was noticing. silver duct tape. Fan. But it's kind of hidden. If you're not looking for it, you're not going to see it. Okay. So anyway, but this book is fun and funny, and it's just it's black and white cartoon style. Um, you know, it reminds me of the Life in Hell series, if you're familiar with that. Yes. Raining. Yeah. Very, very scribbly drawings, but the, but you can understand what's going on. It's not so much about the artwork. I think it's about delivery. Yeah. Yeah. And it, 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 it it's, it's really actually entertaining. So I picked that up. It's called The Best of Stuntology, written and drawn by Master Trickster, Sam Bartlett. And you can look at sambartlett.com. And this book was only mm-hmm. twelve ninety five. Really? Yeah, I was okay. surprised. That's one of the reasons I bought it. Plus, it, it made me LOL in the store. Nice. Yeah, so I thought, well, for thirteen bucks, I'll pick this up. Well, there you go. Now, see, that's I, I thought for sure you're holding. I mean, it's not a huge coffee table book, but it's a, of a very decent size. It's no, it looks a little like bit bigger than a hardback. It's about the same size as maybe you know, podcasting for dummies might be or yeah, whatever. Okay. So it's a you know it's a three hundred and twenty seven page book. Yeah, I would have looked at that and said oh, it's at least nineteen ninety nine, baby. Um, and the other thing I wanted to bring up was my birthday I present. Was a, I was about to my birthday yay. present came. Did you not get the emails yeah, or the I text did. messages? I did. I was okay. gonna when you talked about that first book, I thought that was going to be what you talked about. So the Lost bef- Encyclopedia. Now how lo- this thing was delayed like crazy. Yeah, it finally arrived yesterday. So was it a. Uh, was I mean, it this a, thing a production was delayed delay or a shipping delay? What, what did take I don't so know. long? Okay. But we just kept, we got through Amazon every so often. Yeah. I'd forward to Brad and go, here's another delay. You know, it's like, hey, your order's been delayed. Who knows? Right. But it finally came. Again, it's by DK. Yes. <clears throat> Fabulous encyclopedia type books. Yeah, they do good and work. I wanted to read the foreword. Excellent. Um, in, in encyclopedia fashion, it's alphabetical. It's okay. It's got pictures. It's got. Um, Wow, like that's dense. Close-ups of props and background stories and stuff. Let me read this uh, this forward. Who's it uh, written by? Damon Lindelof okay. and Carlton Cuse. Oh, both of them. Okay. It says, to all losties, ladies and gentlemen, let's start with a question. And this is one we absolutely promised to answer. <laughs> of all the questions we were asked by fans over the six years we were making Lost, what is the one we heard the most often? Polar bears, you say? Got it quite a bit, but no. Further explanation as to Walt and his specialness? It's right up there, but still not even close. The number one question was this. Are you making it up as you go along? Okay. From the very early going over and over again, this question would manifest itself. And why shouldn't it? Lost was a show built on mystery, and our fans had a right to know that if they invested themselves fully in that mystery, then gosh darn it, the people responsible for constructing it better have a plan. There is a word for this plan in the television business. It's called a Bible A series Bible is supposedly a thick binder that has all the juicy tidbits of information relating to that series. And these Bibles not only keep track of what you've already seen, they also, allegedly, keep track of what you haven't seen yet. It is detailed, specific, a blueprint for what could stretch out over 100 episodes of storytelling. But why is it called a Bible? Because it's meant to be a guide. But to us, 
A Bible is something deeply spiritual, something that you take on faith that can be interpreted any number of ways. It is almost never literal. A Bible is something that allows a reader to take from it whatever he or she wants to take. It is subjective. And while it is full of exciting stories and oftentimes has a definitive narrative, it is most definitely not a plan. Sound familiar? But we digress. When you consider the above, it seems pretty obvious that Lost was never a show that could have, that could have had a literal Bible. Certainly, we had a plan, but not one that we wrote down and organized. Instead, we began to construct what we affectionately referred to as the iceberg. When you see an iceberg sticking out of hmm. the ocean, what many don't realize is that this is just about one-tenth of its overall mass. The rest of it, most of it, lies below the water's surface. You never see it. But if it wasn't there, well, the iceberg, of course, would sink. What you saw on television, the show itself, was the 10% of the iceberg above the water. But the majority of our time in the writer's room was spent constructing the part below it. The details, the timelines, the intricate backstories of the passengers of Oceanic 815, not to mention the people who inhabited the island long before them. Then we put them all together and let what happened happen. Now that the show is over, there's been great curiosity in our process, a desire to see those details in official form. And as an iceberg would just melt and get all over your pants, we decided to call it something else. And so now you hold the first and only official Lost Encyclopedia. A word of warning before you venture forth. This text will not confirm nor deny your theories about the show. It will provide clarity, and it's a great reference guide, but what it does not provide are answers to the great unknown. It was incredibly important to us to maintain the purposeful, interpretive quality of the show. And although it is frustrating at times to puzzle things out for yourself, the show was called Lost for a reason. As for what this text will do, well, you're more than welcome to dive in and learn more about Alvar Hanso and the ancient game of Senate than you ever thought you needed to know. So thank you for continuing the journey with us, and we hope you have as much fun exploring our iceberg as we did constructing it. Until we meet again, namaste and good luck. Nice. You know, Wired came out with a magazine with an article about Lost. It was before the, it was before the ending of the, of the series, and they showed their Bible and their room and their I guess they, I forgot what they called it, but it had their timelines right. and it had stuff. But there were lots of post-its, which you were they were obviously moving around trying to figure stuff sure. out. But that but that was interesting. Well, so how many questions were left unanswered at the end of it? Mm, too I mean, many. I don't it depends what, on the viewer. I don't remember what happened with Walt, but I mean, we pretty much know what happened with all the dudes and ladies. It depends on the viewer, man. You, you know, whether you... Some people look at it and go, well, I know what happened, or... In my head, this is what happened, and so therefore that question's answered. What I mean, they uh, can lot, we spoil uh, it? I mean, uh, uh, they they were oh, yeah. all they were all dead. Yeah, I mean, uh, essentially the oh, yeah, it's about, about time. It's about time for you to clean that. Thing yeah, up, uh, well, a thing a thing usually runs twenty four seven. I haven't seen it not run in a while now. So yeah, I'll get up there with a baby wipe or part part, part uh, my tongue. Part, part of lost mm-hmm. is, is about interpretation and inferring information. Yes. So it's. How does that presented and well, I you didn't, know, how how much do you want to infer into it and stuff like that? Well, I didn't like the conclusion that they were all dead. Um, so I would have loved to have come up with a different inferred conclusion, but it seemed pretty obvious to me that no, that was your answer. Um so you know, I mean, I don't know what ever happened with Walt. You know, you, uh, you know what? I can I watched I can the totally, episodes. Actually, Walt Walt ended up in a, he ended in up a like psych a, ward, it, and then he ended up 
being brought onto the island if on yeah. that 10-minute video. So, because he was meant to control the or run the island or protect the island. Okay. Um, you know, uh, you know, you should be watching a show called The Event. You know, that's one of those that I've because uh, it, it looks is so really interesting, but it is so at the same time lost and yeah. anti-lost. Okay. Be in that lost in let you infer a lot of stuff. Yes. The event kind of tells you right up bat what's going on, so there's not a lot of fit to figure really? out. Really? Yeah. So, we're talking info dumping or uh, info dumping. Yes. The problem okay. is it's told Have you've seen the event? I've seen the first okay. episode. And I, I really was excited about continuing I, yeah, to watch it. I DVR'd it, but the, didn't. The end remaining up episodes it. were just like the first, and that just like being that it'll start and then it'll go two hours earlier, and then it'll start something and it'll go eighteen months earlier, and then it'll start that, and then it'll go twenty months later, and then so it'll do the that, entire and it'll go show three hours earlier, is and it's like a prequel. Well, no, you're no, in the but middle. <laughs> you're in the middle with arms sticking out, and these right. arms. Someone will say something. Boom! Two two years ago, yeah. tell you what what that's in reference to, and why that's important. Then you come back to the present. Oh my goodness! Um, I'm not intrigued by it, but I'm wondering. I like it. I I I'm not enjoying it, but I I'm enjoying watching it, seeing okay. how. Because it's almost like I can see this, and I'm envisioning the writers going, or the producers going. It's probably the producers going, okay, Lost was a big hit. We need to come up with our own version of Lost. Right. But, and this is, in my mind, this is what they're saying. But it can't be confusing like Lost. We need to give people <laughs> answers dumb it because down, people don't like that. Which is obviously not the case because Lost... Was yeah, a huge hit. People loved it. Bigger so it's like, it. so we got to dumb it down. So I could totally see that. So that's why I kind of like watching the event because it just feels like we want it to be like Lost, but not Lost. Right. From Lost. what I've seen, it's almost too much work for me to watch. It's not impressive. I'm not impressed by it. I, I, I'm. I really just don't care about the characters, but I'm still watching because it's just. It's. It's my. Yeah. It's my project. <laughs> okay. I just want to well, see where it heads. You know, I'm kind of that way with Caprica. I, I'm honestly, I don't enjoy watching the episodes. I, I almost view it as a chore. Um, but uh, but at this point, I feel invested enough that, you know, I just kind of want to see what the heck's going to happen. And so I've I've taken the dramatic step of I've stopped recording in HD and I've recorded in SD and I, I may have to go back to HD. Just wow. It's got a lot of it's got a lot of computer graphic-y stuff in it. Um, but you know, I'm just, I'm tired of it taking up that much room on the DVR. So, uh, you know, uh, I mean, it's, it's got, there are, there are, are pieces of intrigue, but there are too many plot points that I just find cumbersome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, the, you know, and the fact that it's trying to be, uh, you know, religious parable, basically, um, you know, nothing wrong with religion, but um, I just don't like the way it's integrating that concept into this particular TV show. Sorry, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm. It's just, it's just interesting to watch a derivative of a show that yeah. that was a that was a hit, and so we need to do and our again, own version of that. I think yeah. I know what the title of this episode is, by the way, because again, Caprica is a derivative. I was looking for another a prequel. Thank you. Wow. This entire episode has been about you know prequels. what for one day, we ought to do a half hour wasted prequel. 
That's one episode, like, like for, for for April Fools. That would be awesome. Two hours earlier. <laughs> no, uh, Frank, but, you told me you're going to be over here at six. What the heck, man? Hey, Don't hang up on me. I'll find you. <laughs> we need to do a prequel, guys. We <laughs> need to do episode <laughs> negative one. Let's do it. Let's that, do it. We'll, we got to put a lot of production value in. Yeah, yeah stuff it'll like have that. to be thought out. So April, we'll make that our April Fool's show. But Thank don't you tell for the this or episode two hundred. <laughs> Thank you for this birthday present. It's awesome. Oh, you're my it's pleasure. Really it's cool. Just a couple real quick. Well, things. last I checked, you're worth it. Look, here's the um, Apollo candy bar nice. wrapper up close. Full of nuts. In the ingredients, one of the ingredients is um, Lark's vomit. Yes. <laughs> Pretty awesome, Monty Python reference. <laughs> and then if you go to page four, if you turn not to page as good as four, Spring Surprise, but uh, page hey. four has a bunch of uh, factoids about the number four. Oh my goodness! <laughs> okay, and then if you now why is four significant other than being a number in the watch. sequence? It's one of the numbers. If yes. you go to eight, oh. it's got oh okay the same. The page is laid out, and you can yes. see the the numbers in there if you look hard enough. It's mm-hmm. a negative of the um, yeah. negative space. If you go to if you go to 15, there's mm-hmm. 15. It's got numbers. Beauty. Page 16 has, you know, the factoids all the way up. And it, it's Pretty actually cool. page four is the page they devote to yes, that. Yes, yes. Yes, and page 16 is the actual page. It's, so that, are, that's clever. So are you going to be sitting at your bed uh, just reading that and just going through I, it? I fell asleep last <laughs> night in my bed with this book laying down, and I woke up at 2.30 in the morning <laughs> with the lights on and this book. Uh, on my chest. It's uh, so are, I, you, are Deke, you planning on marking that book? <laughs> um, no. Okay. I will not. <laughs> D- DK, oh man, it's I don't know question. what it is, but I haven't marked the the, uh, but, the DC or Marvel universe. These uh, are fantastic by the way. But yeah, DK just has a way of just making the info dump books just so much so accessible yeah, and it's fun. Awesome. Yeah. And it's a $45 hardcover and I would have paid full price for this. Heck yes. I think awesome. we paid twenty oh, percent off that because did you not of know Amazon. You, we actually we used your credit card. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Yeah, actually we need to talk about that, Brad. About I'm because we, we went need, three well, ways. Well, we we were to, going three ways on your press. <laughs> well, Frank, what we need to do is we need to go ahead and give it back to him. Yeah. Oh, guess what? He, he put a stop on it, so it's not doing us any good anyway. <laughs> Speaking of that, um we tried to use a half gas hour wasted more Legion of Dudes uh Website dues are coming up due at Uh-oh. the end of October. Well, oh, hey, okay. you know, so, send me the bill. Weren't we going to have a – what was that but talk about garage sale? Weren't we going to have a, like a virtual garage sale? Yeah, I think we needed – I thought uh, we were all going to sell to, plasma to take <laughs> care of that. We need to um, get it's not back easy on the you email have to like, train with Russ about that. Okay. You have to like syringe that out of like a warp core or something. I mean, you see, you guys yeah. – I'll forward the email that Johnny M sent to me. Johnny M's kind of like the treasurer. Yeah. yeah. You know? So he sent me an email, and I'll forward it to you. Well, he's he's uh, the new uh, the New Yorker, so he's the one we can't refuse. He's the um, uh, see, guys. This is all the fun half hour wasted Legion of Dudes stuff. You don't you don't get yeah. dues. Didn't we pay those last year? The other night, the every first year. Like twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, the there's first, so many uh, of us. It's like twenty <laughs> bucks each. The first Ranger game uh, against the Yankees. Yes. in the series, we were leading at one point, and I called, kept calling and calling and. He wouldn't answer. Oh, are you oh, serious? Oh, Send him a text why message. did you do that? Why did you do Boy, that? Send a text message, and they got one back that says, quit bugging me. <laughs> <laughs> and then did he, did he call you right back during that ninth inning? When I was about they just to say, yeah. He didn't. He never said eighth, a word about uh, it. Oh, wow. Well, that's for, those, for those of you who don't know, the, the first game of, of, um, of the it was American, League Championship, American League Championship Series, it was uh, – Rangers are doing great up until the eighth or ninth inning, and then we were leading five to one, and then yeah. bam, magic! They well, just 
solo Yankees homer in the killed us. Solo homer in the seventh made it five one instead of five nothing. You're thinking no big deal. Every everybody gets one. The starting pitcher is doing great. Then the eighth inning happens and the eighth inning happened. I don't think we need to go into that's details. That's why I don't like the that's why I don't like the taunt because it always comes back. Yeah, <laughs> two. we won game back. two. What hey. seven to two or something? Yeah, yeah that, was, that was a good game. Yeah, yeah. that was a nice game. God, okay. I'm so ready for our fantasy football corner. <laughs> okay. So, guys, uh, let's wrap things up here. So, episode 200 is coming up. We gave you those details. Uh, if you want, why should you read Oceanverse, or why should I give you Oceanverse 4 and the uh, the press kit that came along with it, all the good stuff, just send that to frank at halfhourwasted.com. And uh, if I like your answer, I'll send it to you. Mm-hmm. And By the way, I know, what, I know what the right answer is, <laughs> so if you uh, send me enough money, I might uh, spill beans for you. And a reminder about the boilerplate. They can, um, because this is kind of neat. We have our listeners, for those who don't know, if you go to our forum, there's a link there where it's all the instructions you need to do to read the uh, the boilerplate for us and how it's done and stuff. And you send it to us, we will be happy to play it because we love you guys and and we think you might get a kick out of it. You can send, you can leave it on the voicemail line or you can send an actual audio file. Either way. I have, I have a real one here. So why don't so, we just go? So do I. Why, it's not a real one. You don't have a real one. <laughs> yeah, we dude, all know. Sure, I don't, don't think sure hell is real. Sure we is, take him as word. Sure as hell. I don't it's know. Real stuff. All right, let's do. Um, let's do paper rock scissors. You want to? You want to compete? Paper, paper? No, no. We'll do paper rock scissors, and if you win, we'll play yours. Let's if just not, play we'll both of them. No, the we gotta time, save them. We'll have the audience uh, call in. We gotta save them. We gotta save these. I'm gonna give Bill a benefit of the doubt. Okay. Go ahead. I mean, it's this week's bit deal with it okay hey uh, uh i don't have much time i just let's just say my name's not important right now but you've been listening to half hour wasted that makes it cool this is the show's website at halfhourwasted.com check out the blogs photos and more and don't forget to check the new message board at forumforgeeks.com send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted@gmail.com. Or leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. I don't have much more time. You can also drop us an individual email at bradfrank or bill at halfhourwasted.com. And follow us on Twitter at, hey, take a wild freaking stab. Yeah, it's at halfhourwasted. Be sure to check out the Legion of Dudes podcast, which comes... I thought I just saw someone. Well, okay, check out the Legion of Dudes podcast, which comes every Thursday on the same feed. Keep an eye out for Speak of the Devil on Daredevil Center podcast. And don't forget to visit our sponsor, DCB Service. And remember, till next week, he's Bill, he's Brad, he's Frank. We'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted. Hey, uh, hey, you need a watch? I, I, got, a, I got a bunch of watches in this overcoat I'm wearing. Oh, hey, officer. Thank you.